Welcome to NKS Talks. I'm Natalia and I'm a coach specialized in bulimia, binge eating and emotional eating recovery. I had bulimia for 10 plus years. I recovered and now I help others do the same. This podcast aims to help those who are going through or went through something similar, but also those who want to grow personally. You can look forward to specific episodes about eating disorders, but also interesting guests, because I'm basically interested in the whole world, from eating disorders and self-development to spirituality, sports, education and health. I help others find food and body freedom, so let's get into it. Hi and welcome back to another episode. Today we'll be talking about how to find your tribe, your people, and I'll discuss five myths and five advices from an introvert. Because if you don't know, I am an introvert. It might not seem like it and it's often because when I feel passionate about a topic, when I feel confident about uh, my subject, when I am around people, you know, that uh, I know, I can be very open. So even talking on stories sometimes doesn't, you know, it it doesn't really scare me because I talk about topics and things that I'm really passionate about. So it doesn't really like prevent me from showing myself, you know, and putting myself out there in this sense. But it's really about how you recharge your energy. So One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic is that a lot of my clients and me included in the past, I felt very isolated. I felt different. I felt kind of like a weirdo maybe. I felt alone and I always wanted to please others. I never really knew, you know, where I fit in and I tried to mold myself based on other people, which is not really healthy and it's just... um, you know, a proof that you lack your own identity when you do this and you're not sure of who you are or, you know, your your core self. That's why you try to adapt to different people so that you feel a sense of belonging. So I wanted to talk about this topic because I hope that by me sharing my experience, I'll be able to help you, you know, to get out there maybe, uh, to get out of your shell and uh, meet some like-minded people and also maybe banish some myths that hold you back and that maybe prevent you from having those deep friendships that, that you desire. So before we get into the episode, I would like to remind you to share and review this episode, Uh, send it to a friend if you like my uh, podcast, if you like my episodes and you feel like it would help other people as well, share it with others, tag me on Instagram and uh, so that we can grow our community and that's one of the reasons also why I created basically my Facebook community for you guys is to give you also the space of sharing and you know, not uh, not feeling so alone and therefore a sense of belonging. So yeah, share it with others. Join a fa- my Facebook group community and let's uh, let's connect. Uh, so a little bit of maybe my backstory. I've never had really as a kid issues with having friends. I was really outgoing. I was really, um, you know, out there always wanting to be with others. I um really was very connected to boys as well because I grew up with an older brother just two years older so I was kind of interested in you know uh things that boys wear uh so I didn't really have issues issues there however 
when you know as you start growing up and as a as a young girl when you start <laughs> start developing you start having those insecurities and uh, my eating disorder didn't help either so over the years then I really isolated myself I felt alone I felt very lonely and I felt lonely also oftentimes when I was with people so you can really feel lonely even when you have people around you but you can get this feeling of I'm different I don't belong we don't have those conversations that I want um, and that's oftentimes the case of when you really start becoming more conscious and aware of who you are and what actually yeah brings you joy doesn't bring you joy what brings you value what doesn't bring you value and it can be things it can be people as well so over the years I really became very isolated and then it wasn't until I recovered from my eating disorder that I paid even more attention to how I show up in my friendships because I didn't want to be just this ghost who is not present there and with her mind constantly, you know, um, focusing on food. I really wanted to be conscious and I also became more conscious of who I allow into my life and who I don't. And this is really important because the people we surround ourselves create our reality and also really influence how we think, our beliefs, our behavior. So really pay attention to who you surround yourself with. And even until now, I'm an introvert. So uh, being introvert or extrovert, none of that, you know, it's not good or bad. It's either you recharge your energy on your own, just like me. That's why I need my routines. And for some, it might be strict. For some, it might be limiting, you know, having, uh, needing time for yourself. But for me, that's how I can show up. So even when I go on trips with friends, I'm the one waking up early in the morning, being by myself, doing my walk or yoga or whatever, meditation, journaling, so that I can then show up for others. And that's okay. And some people are like that. They're introverted as, as well. You go out, but then you need to recharge or you get energy from people. So just be aware of what you need and know that what you need is completely valid. You don't have to, you know, be like others. If you're an introvert, you don't have to be extroverted. If you're extrovert, you don't have to, you know, uh, have tons of time of uh, solitude. So uh, just be aware of where you get your energy from and maybe where you lose it as well. And that can be an interesting observation for not just the people around you but also activities and behaviors so how to find your tribe let's talk about that so I have those five myths that I want to discuss with you so let's get into it myth number one when you find them it will be clear and deep from the beginning And this is not the case. Sometimes you meet people who you connect with and it's as if you knew each other, you know, your whole life. And it's deep and it's intense and there are no barriers. But sometimes it's about getting to know the people. It doesn't always have to start in a way that, oh, it's deep and I know that this is my person. And yeah, this is this is my person. This is my person forever and ever. No, 
sometimes it takes time, you know, you get to meet people at school, you get to meet people at work, you get to meet people through different activities and courses maybe and, you know, sport, whatever. And it doesn't always have to be deep from the beginning because maybe you don't even have the, the opportunity to, to talk for a longer period of time um, all at once. So it doesn't always have to be deep and super clear that this will be a person, an important person in your life. Sometimes it develops over time and that's fine as well. So let's not put the pressure on how deep it has to be from the beginning. Myth number two, your interests should always match up. No, 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 no. Your interests can match up, but your interests do not have to match up. And it would also be boring if you'd be interested in the same things and nothing else. Friendships, relationships and, you know, other people are also about making your life richer and it can be through those interests and showing you different things different perspectives so you don't have to have the same interests with some friends you might have this, the interest of going to restaurants and cafes with another friend it might be traveling with another fr friend it might be talking about i don't know universe and alliance with another it might be about spirituality so it doesn't have to be all in one person you can have friends with different interests and therefore also meet accordingly and discuss those topics and do those activities accordingly let's lower the pressure of having a person that does everything for us and it goes back to friends as well in the past we had villages of people around us right and now oftentimes we concentrate on one person to give us all so it goes back to friendships as well and finding your tribe you don't always have to have all the same interests it's not about that it's more about the values and also about okay so they're interested in this let me try it and let's try something new that's what life is about as well number three you have to have similar backgrounds to share not at all not at all it doesn't matter where you grew up what your socioeconomic you know uh, background is Sometimes you meet people who have a completely different history. I remember when I did my yoga teacher training in Bali, we were all of different ages, different socioeconomical backgrounds, diff different stories, traumas, etc. But we had a common passion and interest, and we go back to the inter interest of yoga. And I've never opened up like I did there. I've never opened up to anyone in a way I opened up there because I felt safe. I felt safe through the shared interest. But we were all so different. And maybe we would have never met in a real life, but we met through yoga. And I don't have like super deep friendships from that course, but it's okay to also have friends for a season, you know, so you can have deep connections even for just periods of time and you really don't have to have similar backgrounds to be able to connect on a deep level, not at all. Myth number four, agreement on all or most of your choices. 
the person gets you. So, no, <laughs> you don't have to agree on all or most of your choices. Reality is that openness and honesty may matter more than agreement. And as you may have observed over the years, your good friends and people in your circle do not always agree with you and may have, you know, uh, been a reality check for you on decisions you were making. The bottom line is, do they care? That's what's important. This is something that I value very much in my friendships. I have two very close friends, um, both of them living abroad. So, you know, sometimes it's also about having your tribe, but not having them around you. Uh, that can make you make you feel uh, sometimes like, I'm lonely in this city, but actually you have really deep connections. And I really value those friendships because we can call each other out without it being disrespectful. We can say what we really think and share what we really think on any topic. We can agree to disagree. And this is what I what I value. Because in the past, I was always saying what I thought the other person was you know, wanting to, wanting to hear. I was always saying something to please others, to be liked. But in those friendships I have, um, I can say whatever I want. They can tell me I don't agree with you, but they still love me and respect me. And so openness and honesty actually matters more than agreement because I value them and they value me even more than if I was fake or if they you know, were fake to me. So this is something I really value. Like last week, even I had this conversation with my friend. Uh, we were talking about what's going on in, in the world. I won't be specific because <laughs> I don't want this podcast to be banished or anything. Um, and she has a different opinion than I do. And we finished the call, you know, said each other, bye, see you later, blah, blah, blah. And uh, later on that day, she she wrote me a long message saying, um, that she still has this on her heart. She wants to share it with me. She shared her point of view. And uh, at the end, she said, I, I love you. I respect you. I just felt like I needed to say, uh, say my truth and speak my truth. And uh, I was super grateful. And I loved the message. And I answered in a way that I, I get your point and I understand your point of view. We differ on these levels. And this is my point of view. And again, thank you for allowing me to be open with you. And I love you and can't wait to see you, right? So isn't this a better friendship than a constant need to agree on everything? No wonder we have cancel culture. We can't even agree on, it's like with politics, you know, either you're uh, on the left or on the right, either you're Democrat or Republican, either you're, I don't know, you know, whatever. And is this how we actually can progress? Is this how we can exist? Is this healthy? It's not. We can't agree on everything. We all have our own reality. And if you've been listening to my podcast for some time, we have our own realities because of how our patterns and thoughts and, you know, experiences. So it's impossible to agree on everything and also how progress is made and how critical you know thinking is developed is also through having those different conversations and opinions so openness and honesty really matter more than agreement so don't put your the pressure on yourself and your friends that you have to agree on everything you don't and let's welcome also not agreeing 
but mutual respect always let's harness the mutual mutual respect that's really critical myth number five your tribe will last a lifetime your tribe should be a circle of lifelong friends and extended family who stand the test of time No. (laughs) Some friends you'll have them, you know, only at kindergarten. Some friends you'll have throughout high school. Some friends will be there for before you become a mom. Some friends will be there once you become a mom. It's okay that your tribe, your people change. And it's okay to not have also friends for your whole life, you know. It's nice to have someone who probably knows you from your childhood, but you develop each year, we change, we evolve, we develop. So it's okay that we lose people along the way and it's normal. Let's just always focus on what is this friendship giving me? Is it giving me more than taking away from me? Is maintaining... (laughs) Is maintaining this relationship actually giving me more energy and joy in my life or actually am I losing my energy and joy in my life through this friendship so those can be questions that you can start asking to determine whether or not maybe this friendship is long overdue but just know each friendship is also different some people you'll have for the rest of your life some people for just a brief moment and that's okay they all teach us something. So let's, again, lower the pressure on how long these friendships should last. And now, when we cover the myths, let's go into the advice. So how to actually find your tribe and how to find your people? First of all, you need to realize who you are, what your hobbies are, what you like, what you don't like, and what your values are. Because unless you know it, and as I said, I used to do this before, unless you know it, you then try to fit in different, you know, groups um, into different uh, friendships. And you really then don't know who you are and you feel this friction. You feel not really authentic. So you really, in order to find your tribe, you first need to know who you are. You need to know what your values are, what you want from your friendships, um, what you like, what you don't like, what are your maybe also non-negotiables in friendships, just like in relationships. And only when you know that, you can then know, is this person fitting into that or not? And you can then start making the other steps that I'll be talking about. So first, getting to know yourself is key. Without that, you'll be just floating you know, from one, let's say, side to the other. So without that, it's really, it's really hard to find your tribe because you won't even know yourself and you'll get into maybe the wrong activities, the wrong topics, um, wrong mindset of people even. So getting to know yourself, knowing yourself, knowing your values, what you want from a friendship um, and uh, some non-negotiables maybe, is really, is really key. Number two, retreats and traveling. And it doesn't have to be, you know, traveling abroad. It can be traveling within your country, within your city, retreats in your area. I really discovered that I meet like-minded people through traveling and through the retreats and 
it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be a retreat on yoga or anything. You have different types of retreats, spiritual, uh, business retreats, all of this. So once you know what you're interested in, once you know your values, start looking into, you know, maybe I can meet some people uh, while traveling or try this retreat and that retreat. And oftentimes those people, you know, go there with the same purpose, with the same passion and with the same mindset. And I also find that those people who travel or go to those things, they're often really open-minded and um, it doesn't have to be that I'm going to this retreat to find a friend you know, let's, let's not put a pressure on yourself as well. Like on this retreat, I have to find a friend. And if not, I, I screwed up. No, but just be open to, you know, exploring. And really, you'll be surprised by how many like-minded people you find. And I often feel less alone when traveling and meeting strangers, but having nice conversations than being back in Prague, um, where I can be with, with people. But I often feel more alone because we don't have those types of conversations, for example. And thank God for my friends who I can have that with. So yeah, it can be it can be a great way of, of finding finding like-minded people. Tip number three. It's similar to tip number two, but here I talk more about activities and courses. So go to activities and courses that are of your interest. If you're interested in, I don't know, martial arts or cooking, if you're interested in business, in breath work, in yoga, if you're interested in, um, I don't know, uh, roller skating, whatever that is, start going out there and likely you'll again, meet like-minded people. If you're interested in languages, go and study some languages, you know, take a course on cooking if you're interested in that and you'll meet people with the same interest. Therefore, from the get-go, you'll have something in common to talk about and it won't be that awkward. So activities and courses can be an amazing way on how to meet, on how to meet people. Uh, I met some, uh, you know, uh, close people as well through activities and courses. Through yoga, I met one of my best friends. Uh, through uh, courses, yeah, through courses on uh, different uh, yoga workshops. Again, I found some very close, close people. So go where your interests are. And again, this starts with first getting to know yourself and then, okay, so if I'm interested in this and I want to meet maybe people who are interested in the same thing, where should I go? Should I travel? Should I take on some course, activities? Just by asking those questions, you'll start finding the answers. Number four, tip number four, use social media. One of the friends I met through yoga and she's one of the closest friends I have, I met her through social media <laughs> and we started talking and we connected, we met and then woo, we couldn't have stopped talking. <laughs> so uh, really social media can be a great way, especially also in today's uh, climate uh, with, I don't know, you know, how maybe your uh, restrictions are in your area, but also through, you know, globalization, you can meet people from different uh, walks of life and different countries online and don't be scared to reach out. Don't be scared to reach out. What's the worst that can happen? They will not answer. All 
they will say no. And maybe they will say no to now and they can say no later. Yeah, let's meet later. So social media can be an amazing, amazing tool on how to meet like-minded people because likely you're already following what's, what you're interested in. You're already following people who do maybe what is uh, what you aspire to do or who inspire you in some way. So social media can be amazing. So don't be afraid to, you know, comment on the, someone's uh, posts or even slide into their DMs. You have nothing, nothing to lose. And last tip is say more yes, but also don't wait for invitations. So in the past, I said a lot of no's to many things, a lot of no's to many activities and meetups and dinners and lunches. And I don't know what, because I was afraid of eating there. I was afraid of my food obsessive thoughts. I was just not feeling myself. So now I say more yes but I also know when to say no so still keep your boundaries but if you feel like it's just about challenging yourself and going out of your comfort zone to say yes and it's not going against your boundaries then start saying more yes to invitations but also don't wait for the invitation I often you know wanted those scenarios uh, to happen like oh we'll do I don't know Christmas with friends and we'll do this and that and why don't they reach out why don't they invite me to this you know sometimes if you want things in your life you have to make them happen so be okay with also being the person who you know schedules something um, for for friends and uh, creates those activities and says, hey, who is up for paintball? Okay, let's organize it, you know? Let's not wait for invitations because if they are not happening over and over again, maybe it means they won't be the one doing the invitations and creating those activities and memories. Maybe you are the one who needs to actually create this for their group of friends or even with one friend. Maybe you will be the one who will say, hey, let's meet for lunch. Hey, let's meet for dinner, you know. And if that's something that you're lacking, you know, in your friendship, that you feel like you you are always doing this, then that's a different conversation. Then that's a conversation of... Um, about, uh, you know, expressing your needs that uh, you need to have with your friend. But let's start saying yes and also don't wait for invitations. Let's create those memories and activities and, you know, schedule it in. If you want it, don't wait for it. Schedule it in, figure it out and you'll see how actually painless it is at the end and you'll have the experiences that you want. So schedule it in and do it. And this doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can also be, um, for example, I often like talking about uh, some deep things and want to ignite some conversations. So I bought these cards, uh, which are called, what are they, their names? Um, oh, I got it. We are not really strangers. And so I am the person who, you know, pulls them out <laughs> with my friends to play. I'm this weirdo. 
and it's okay. So it can be also things like this. If you want to have deep conversation, don't wait for them to ask you the questions. Maybe you need to be the one asking the questions or think about the ways how to start those conversations. It can be through a game. (laughs) So let's be also the doer, the manifester, the action taker. Don't wait for invitations because if they're not happening, they will likely not keep on happening. So you can be the one actually organizing and doing the things. If you wish to, you know, do gingerbread house for Christmas with friends, maybe you need to be the one organizing it. And that's okay because at the end, you'll feel fulfilled that you have those memories. So those are my five tips for how to find your tribe, how to make, um, you know, friends. And as I said, it all starts with knowing who you are and also lowering the expectations as I talk through them in the myth section. So I hope this episode um, helped you, that it opened your eyes, that you feel maybe a little less alone. Don't don't feel weird. Uh, I still feel like a weirdo sometimes. Um, and I hope that these tips and myths really help you to, yeah, think about your friendships and um, making maybe some changes so that you can find your tribe. And know that there are people for you you're never alone and sometimes it's even better to have one to two friends rather than a huge group who has time for that maybe you do lucky you maybe not it also depends of course on what you prefer so let's lower the pressure and just create really nice beautiful friendships that you can be honest open in and where you can be your real you because not being you is what creates the friction and what creates um, also insecurities and comparison and that's not worth it. So know that you're worth of having beautiful friendships. Join the Facebook group if you want to join our beautiful community and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate and review the episode. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram, connect with me And I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.